Horses have been my passion since I could talk. All I wanted as a child was to be around horses. By the time I was about 23, 24, I got my first horse of my very own in 1992. Blaze was emaciated when I bought him. I thought he was a little thin until riding down the road a lady pulled over and told me off about his terrible condition. At that time I had only had him on trial so I was just trying him out with a lease for two weeks and that made me even more determined to buy him. A truckload of feed was required because he ate like a horse. One of the first shows I took Blaze to, I was riding in the warm-up area and a kid walked by holding a well-sourced hot dog covered in tomato sauce. Blaze casually reached over and ate the top off the hot dog. Now a hot dog, if you don't know, is a sausage on a stick with batter around it, tomato sauce on the top. The poor kid got such a fright. So did I. That was one of his many quirks. He could eat pretty much anything, or at least he would give it a go. And he also loved kids especially kids on bikes. Not to eat though, he was a bit fussy there. After owning Blaze for about seven or eight years, Blaze started to calm down. He had been a really good racehorse and once he hit his rhythm, there was literally no stopping him. We started going to shows and events and we were terrible. Initially, out of 30 cross-country jumps, we managed to get two or three as we rampaged our way around the course, full speed in great racing style, with very little steering and absolutely no brakes. We always came last in the dressage and I won't even bother telling you about the show jumping. At five foot three tall, which is very short, I had little control of this by now well-fed, incredibly fit horse. It's hard to believe five years later I would be drudging dressage and riding clear round, clear round jumping, and teaching people to ride. Blaze was such a character. He was my main horse for over 20 years. We spent a lot of time hacking to the beach, training in dressage and jumping, and going to shows and horse events. We moved onto a property that backed onto 300 acres of council land. It was forest and pasture. 
If we rode for two hours, we could get through to the local beach where there was really good riding. I rang the council who owned it and got a key for all the locked gates. No other riders had access, which made it really safe. I could take friends riding whilst training the horses to be suitable and safe for the riding lessons that I started to give to earn money. Here's a story about when my friend came to stay. We took the horses out for a ride. My friend Bev and her new husband John came from Hawaii to stay. Bev and I had ridden for years together at Burwood Plantation. We had planned on some serious riding down to the beach, just us girls. John pleaded to come with us, so against our better judgment, we relented and settled up Pete, a three-star, former three-star eventer, who was my only horse suitable to carry John. Pete had come to me with some behavioural problems, rearing and taking off. So I explained to John he could come riding, but he would have to be on the lead from Blaze, who I was riding. John agreed, but within a short time he was complaining that he couldn't see why he needed to be on the lead. I can ride, he said. Let me off the lead. Over and over and over. Now maybe it was his American cowboy accent that persuaded me unwisely. Or maybe it was Bev's rolling eyes. She said, go for it. So I unleashed Pete. John walked off a few steps and gave Pete a massive kick with both legs and Pete disappeared over the rolling sand dunes full gallop. Every subsequent sand dune rise we could see John getting further away and amazingly still on the horse. I was worried, Bev not so much. Bev said he wouldn't have stopped complaining until you let him off the lead, so it wasn't my fault. I had warned him. We couldn't gallop after him like they do in the movies, as Pete would just go faster. We would never catch him, and we would just make it more dangerous for John. Now I knew Pete would come back to us eventually to be with the other horses, so we carried on walking. The track was enclosed. It was safely fenced, about 40 metres wide, with a gate at the end. So if Pete didn't jump the gate, we would catch up to them there. But the trouble was, Pete could easily jump the gate. He was bred and trained to jump. Fairly soon though, we saw Pete returning, 
cresting the dunes, with John still intact, holding on to the back of the saddle. Each time he came over the rise, I felt a sense of relief, mixed with the realisation he may well crash when Pete stopped. But Pete eased up nicely and stopped in front of Blaze, sweating and heaving. John was sweating and heaving too. John looked at me and said, I think I'll go on the lead now. It was a funny day that day. I hope you enjoyed my story.